0: Hey, hey, all you lovely people out there. You've got a lot going on in your day with big dreams and big goals for your world. Are you ready to talk some shizzle and learn some shizzle from leading entrepreneurs, changemakers, coaches, and overall interesting people who like to shake things up? I'm your host, Taylor Shanklin, CEO and founder of Creative Shizzle, and I am stoked to bring you a fresh episode of Talking Shizzle today. This show is all about helping you think differently so that you can grow. Talking Shizzle is brought to you by our team at Creative Shizzle, where we help businesses, entrepreneurs, and social good innovators make amazing marketing shizzle happen. Check us out on the web at creativeshizzle.com. Now, let's talk some shizzle. All right, all right. Welcome, welcome to a new episode of Talking Shizzle, where we are talking today with Paula Kochen. What's up? Hi, David. Hi. Nothing. All good here. (laughs) We got Sidecook Will on the line. What's up, Will? How's Jersey today? Hey, uh, looking good good temperature today. We're doing good. You're doing good. All right. Good to hear it. Well, Paula, we're going to talk about recruiting and the world of working from home, helping people find their best life working from home. And what you're seeing in recruiting today, it it feels like a tumultuous world out there right now, as you see more and more companies kind of like making these massive layoffs. But on the flip side, there are still a lot of people hiring. So we're going to talk about kind of maybe what's going on, what you're seeing, trends, and, you know, give people some hope. So kick us off. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what's your story, and how you got into the world of
1: recruiting. Yeah, absolutely. So back in the day, I was actually a college admissions advisor, and I absolutely loved it. And I've worked from home for the last, oh gosh, going on seven years now. So this during the pandemic, that was not new to me whatsoever. I felt really good with balancing my day and being at home and really having that flexibility to do everything I want and work in between there. <laughs> but I started off in college admissions and I realized I really love talking to people. I love talking to them, seeing how their day is. I stay pretty organized. I, I loved it. I wanted to do a switch in my career and I wanted to move into recruiting. And I actually started off doing hard and fast recruiting. I worked for different hospitals. I recruited everyone from the guy that was at the security desk to the people cleaning the hospitals. And I realized I wanted to kind of switch, switch industries just a little bit. So uh, right now I'm a creative and digital recruiter. I work for a lot of great companies, a lot of great roles, I actually have a degree in marketing that I'm finally using at this point, which is very exciting. So the positions that I'm actually recruiting for, I, I know what they do. I know what they
0: are. So it's fun. I'm happy I can finally use my degree <laughs> so many years later. <laughs> That's awesome. There's a lot in creative, right? So like in that world, there's a lot that could be considered web development, design, print advertising, audio production, video production, do you have an area you specialize in? And what are some things that you typically look for in creatives to match them to the right opportunity for them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would say I don't necessarily specialize in anything. I mean, we work with UX UI designers, we work with project managers, we work with event planners. We work with marketing managers, digital marketing managers. There's a lot of positions out there that are considered creative and digital. So I can tell you my favorite one to work is actually project managers. There's a lot out there. And what's nice is once you're in that creative space, there's a lot of different areas you can go. There's a lot of different industries you can go into. We have a pharmaceutical company that we work with. And then that creative project manager can go into an agency for example depending on their background when i look for candidates though it's really just keywords i use linkedin <laughs> when i when i search and of course we have internal systems too but we get those internal candidates from linkedin you know it's really honing in on your searching skills but for candidates it's really making sure that there's certain words from those job descriptions that are actually listed in your LinkedIn profile, I can't find you if it's not there. That's one big thing. So, as a recruiter, when I'm looking at job descriptions, I'm picking up on key terms. They're looking for someone who specializes in digital products, so I'm going to be looking for the word "digital" or "digital project," so on and so forth, different variations of that, just to make sure that at the end of the day, I'm finding the right person. But at the same time, that right person might not have the right wording on their LinkedIn profile or that resume that that can catch that search.
0: You know, it's interesting that role of digital project manager. You mentioned it, and it is one that's growing. I mean, it's what will it's here, yeah. <laughs> will bill, right? I mean, yes, yes, will bill. <laughs> and it's an interesting role because it is in the marketing world. Is it is one where you need both project management skills, but also an understanding of the digital marketing ecosystems and world and the language. Do you see that as A growing field in marketing in general? Is that a good place for people to look? And if so, like what are some of those other keywords that people should be using on their profiles to help them get found by people like you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I would say it depends on the position that you're looking for. So when looking to create your LinkedIn profile, my recommendation is always to go on LinkedIn and find a few jobs that one, relate to your position that you currently do right now. And then you also want to take a look at positions that you would like in the future that you're aiming towards and take a look at the way they describe the position. So for example, there's a lot of key terms as far as like what your toolbox should look like. So having those included in there, certain um, companies, they use certain tools and one might be interchangeable with another one, but at the end of the day, it's the same thing. For example, as recruiters, we use Bullhorn, it's the same as ISOMS. It's the same as workday. It's the same system, different nuances, same thing. So, recognizing, having, doing some research in regards to what systems, other what's this other systems are out there, so you can also include those too and get familiar with them. Toolbox is huge, though recognizing what what tools you have and listing those on there as far as other uh, other terms it like I said it really just depends on the job description so we have some that are you know digital project managers and then it goes into creative project managers and then at the end of the day they're interchangeable I've also heard the term traffic manager as well traffic manager is a project manager who would have thought producer that's another word as well
0: so those are I mean at the end of the day they're they're all the same It's a great pointer and a great reminder, Paula, that you mentioned to look at the toolbox that matters the most for your role and to make sure that's on your profile. I'll give Will a shout out. That was one of the things that I noticed about him while I was looking for a project manager. He had listed the Adobe Creative Suite on his profile as well. So I knew that, again, as someone who wants project management, but also knows that like we're a creative agency and It's helpful when your project managers also can kind of play backup at times as needed and understand the lingo and understand how to use the tools too. I think that's a really important thing to, to highlight. So if you're in design, the suite of tools, you know, if you're Figma, if you're Photoshop, if you're Canva, like list them all, right? An audio producer lists all of the tools that you're versed in for cutting audio and so, and so it's just a, a good reminder because a lot of times I think we'll use more like human centered words in our profile, like people skill, you know, people oriented, the soft skills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to know what you can do on a comp- Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. That's a tangent. Let's talk a little bit about this world, this world that we're in now with all of these layoffs that you're seeing. Talk us through what people should be thinking about what jobs are still out there? Like, what are you seeing as a recruiter?
1: Yeah. I mean, I know some of our, I mean, luckily I haven't had any contractors lay off, which I'm so grateful for it. But I know there's a lot, there's a lot in a lot of different industries that have. With tech right now, I know a lot of marketing roles, a lot of these creative roles are going. And then there's also different roles that are going too. So it's just like, for recruiters <laughs> I mean we can't recruit if, we, if the company's not hiring or if their company' you know has a freeze with a lot of roles though I would say refocus the industry that you're looking into so for example UX UI designer that's in attack you know see if you can get into pharmaceuticals or see if you can get into finance they're still hiring. I've hired three candidates just in the last three weeks all for a pharmaceutical company. So the jobs are out there. It's just a matter of refocusing on the industry.
0: Okay, that's a good point. You might have to switch industries, learn to something different, but take your skills just to a different vertical. See, there's hope. There's hope. Yes, there's hope. <laughs> there is hope. Still making pharmaceuticals, and they're you know sick people still need treatments. People still need financial help. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. Even if some of these big tech companies. While they're in the limelight and the spotlight, it doesn't mean that all jobs are going away. And you're right. Everything that I've seen has been a large technology company. So that is really good to note that it doesn't necessarily, it's everywhere. Yes. All right. I want to, I want to get into something, something kind of uh, sizzling here. Okay. Let's talk about those millennials in the workforce. Love it. (laughs) I am a millennial in the workforce. Perfect. I think all three of us here on this podcast today are millennials in the workforce. Now I'm like a grandma millennial. I'm like one of those millennials where depending on what year you're looking at in like millennial research, I'm sometimes a millennial, I'm sometimes not, but I still find myself as a millennial. I've heard so many employers, you know, gripe about, oh, millennials, I just, you know, they don't want to do work. You know, they don't want to show up. I don't think that's true. Tell us what they want, though, and tell us how to engage them.
1: I would say it's a misunderstanding. I think depending on what generation you're in, your idea of work is you go in and not, you, your job starts at night, you go in there at 830, prepare your cup of coffee in the office. And then you get prepared for your workday and then your workday actually starts and you're grinding it out from 9am to lunch. You have your 30 minute lunch, you eat your lunch and then you grind it out until five o'clock and then five o'clock comes in, you sign off. But then during lunch, you also sign off. When you take a break, you also indicate that you're taking a break. It's too structured. And I've worked from home in a structured setting like that. And it was very, um, you felt chained, you felt chained to your desk. In my most recent role right now, I mean, granted, I have a start time. I have an end time. I have a lunch time, but I don't feel tied down. I work sometimes 12 hour days. I don't feel timed down because I can go out and I can, I can walk, walk the beast barking. He needs to go out. You're not, you know, you're not, it's less, it's more freedom. It's definitely more freedom. If you get the right person and they feel free and they don't feel restricted, they have that flexibility where, you know, I don't have any groceries. I'm going to I'm going to go pick up my lunch and I have my phone on me. If I, I'll take a client, if I need to call my client on the on the way there, I can do that. So I think we're more productive than the generation back then. And we're having more fun doing it too. So I will say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know. It's funny. You said that whole schedule. I'm like, oh, I kind of do that from my home office. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you as a grandma millennial, well, what's your take on this? You are a more flexible schedule person now, but you didn't used to be. How has that transition been for you? I mean, it's been amazing. I really don't think about my eight to five or my, let me let me be for real, my, my like six to five. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really think, I don't want to think about it. This is like nightmares. <laughs> I much prefer the flexible schedule. It's much better for my work-life balance. I feel like I've been healthier ever since then and less stress. I've been able to attend to my family more, which is who could ask for more than that? Yeah. I don't think it's that millennials are lazy or millennials don't show up. I just think it's that they also realize that there's more to life than the job and they want to be able to have flexibility to have actual real balance. And that's okay. That's good. And I think
1: too, at the end of the day, I mean, I feel like working from home—you almost have to show that you're more, like, you have to show more work. I feel like so that person that does work from home, they might work even harder than in the office because you don't have your, you know, manager or supervisor over overlooking what you're doing. So I know me myself, I'm very inclined to answer emails at nine o'clock at night just because I it's one, it's just benefiting me, and two, I'm just sitting here watching TV. It's not that big of a deal. But then also work, work comes around and I want to watch, you know, the news or something's on. I turn that on at 11 o'clock and I'm sourcing too. So it it is flexible. And I think uh, if you find the right person, and I think there's a lot more people where, yeah, work-life balance. But you also, I don't know, it it makes me excited that I can work and do anything from airport to home to cafe,
0: Starbucks. (laughs) Yeah, I've been working from home for about 14 years total. I took a little stint in the middle about six or seven years ago and went into an office job. And I was there for about a year and a half. I'll tell you, I did not get very much done in the office. (laughs) And that's just me and my personality. I think some people do work better in the office and some people work better at home. After that job, I moved back into a role that allowed me to work from home and my productivity just shot through the roof. There was something about in the office, and we were in an open office environment where everybody's sitting next to each other. You can't have a phone call with a client without, you know, the programmer looking next to you and being like, why are you such a loud talker? And I'm like, go get a coffee, you know? So leave me alone. It's my, it's my job. I'm like, you know, I, I have to be on the phone for my job. You don't. And so it's so much better doing that from home. <laughs> For me, and probably for a lot of people, because of the flexibility, I feel like I feel like if you're working from home, you tend to bring more passion to whatever you're doing too.
1: Now, the flexibility is great, and I think one perk that I see a lot more of, which I really appreciate, it kind of just goes back to that life work life balance aspect. Can we can we talk about unlimited PTO? Let's get into it. Yeah, tell us about that. I love it. I feel like. I don't abuse it, but I am mindful for those days I do take off, but it's, it's nice to not have a cap. Things happen, life happens. And I think with COVID, I think a lot more employers are realizing that you have to switch gears. You have to switch gears. People are people. Life happens is, you know, two very cheesy things to say, but I mean, that's the reality of it. Kids get sick. Partners get sick. uh, You have an emergency, you know, it's nice to not have to worry about, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to take a trip my mental health, because I used up all my PTO on being sick for two weeks. So I, I, I like that. I like the Illumina PTO. I love it.
0: <laughs> I've had it before at another company, a couple of companies before starting my own. I loved it. I agree. I'm with you. I did not abuse it, but it felt like it was nice and flexible to use. Now I have heard on the flip side that sometimes it makes people not take enough time off. Because they're concerned that they're going to be that person that's perceived as taking too much time off. And I get that. I think it's up to the company and the managers to really help their people feel like if you are not taking enough time off, Hey, go take some time off. You know, and I used to tell people to, uh, that I managed it, you know, in those scenarios, like, Hey, I've noticed you haven't taken any time off in quite a while. I'm going to ask you to take some time off for yourself. Well, I don't want to. Well, you should, you know, and like coach them. Now I probably like I could have unlimited PTO because I get to write the rules, but I don't take enough. So I probably need to put a PTO plan in place just for myself to hold myself accountable. Yeah, you need to give yourself a pep talk, it sounds like. I don't know. It's sort of hard sometimes, but Will, will you start asking me to take PTO, please?
1: I'm on it. I'm scheduling some right now.
0: Schedule a good dad joke and a PTO day for me. Put it on the calendar. (laughs) All right, let's wrap it up. I've got one more question for you. Tell us what has been your favorite job you've ever had. Oh, gosh. My favorite job. I would say the one I'm in right now, to
1: be completely honest. I I love it. It's challenging. It takes me out of my comfort zone. I'm not a person that can do the same thing over and over. If something becomes too easy, I get bored and then I become restless and then I don't do as good. So the fact that I feel like every day I'm being challenged and sometimes it's challenged and it's not the easiest. I like that. I like being out of my comfort zone. So as fun and cool as it is to say that, you know, I work with this industry and this is what I'm seeing and so on and so forth. It's challenging. It's a lot of hard work. You're competing against other people, but I like it. I really, really like it. <laughs> I guess I am I must be sick in the head or something, but I, I like the fact that, you know, someone could get in, someone could get in something 10 minutes before me and they can score that client and they'll get that placement. So I have to work. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it faster. I'm going to wake up a little bit earlier. Do this. I'm going to source a little bit later. I mean, I workaholic tendencies, I guess. But if you really enjoy what you're doing, it doesn't feel like work. It really doesn't. And that's what I really love
0: about the position I have now. That's awesome. If you have one tip to give people who are out of work and looking for their next best life with their next best job, what would that tip be as they continue their their search?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would say try and look. Look and people are hiring. They're they're hiring. Take all the interviews you have. Speak with a lot of different recruiters. A lot of different recruiting agencies have a lot of different positions. And take a look at your own resume as well. I uh, to land the position I'm actually in, I used a resume writing service, and that was honestly the best investment I ever did. I'm not the best writer. But they are, and you can let them know what positions you're looking for. You can send them in different job descriptions, so they too can they too can update your resume to include a lot of those key terms that you're looking for within your next role. Update your LinkedIn. Have a great picture on there. Have your contact information. Have your most recent contact information up, and then just be active too. Uh, we a lot of the times I uh, I actually find candidates scrolling through the comments section of uh, different groups. So like, for example, like a UX UI group, join those groups. They have a lot of leads and recruiters are part of them. One tip that I would say not to do though, and this is, this is just, I, I feel like candidates are familiar with LinkedIn on the candidate side and not necessarily on the recruiter side, which obviously they shouldn't be, but majority of recruiters, I would say they don't use their personal LinkedIn. So you'll send a message, direct message to them. They might not see it for, they might not see it. They might not see it for weeks. They might not see it for a number of days. And that situation, that position is gone. I do get quite a few messages and I try my best to reach out to all of them, but the way you'll stand out is applying for the position. And unfortunately it is, you know, sometimes a numbers game. So if you see a, you see a role that has recently been posted, try and be one of those first few that apply. That too helps. You know, if there's 500 applications, recruiter is not going to look through 500 applications, unfortunately. So it is definitely a numbers game, but you're going to get it. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time being patient. And, you know, just it's a numbers game, unfortunately. Awesome. All right. Be
0: patient out there, people. Patient, patient. Yes. Well, Paula, this has been a pleasure. It's been great meeting you. We are excited to stay in touch. If people do want to find you online and connect with you, maybe they need your help. Uh, what's the best way to do that?
1: So I said not to message me on LinkedIn, but I do reply. I do reply. Just it just it, in regards to position, I don't. But personal messages, I love. I do uh, help with resumes as well. So if anyone needs any looking at their resume for a certain position that they might consider, my best hours to actually reach me on LinkedIn for a personal message is actually. Eight o'clock Central Time, so I'm on it late. I'm definitely on it late. So not during the workday because that's I'm on. I'm on the I'm on the other one. I'm on the recruiter one at that point. So later in the day, the better. But I, I'm definitely accessible that way. I would say is the best. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool, awesome, sounds good. All right, find her on LinkedIn, people. We hope you learned a little bit about the world of recruiting and what to do if you're looking for a job, and hopefully gave you a little bit of hope about the fact that there are still jobs out
1: there there's jobs out there and they are hiring and worst case scenario you switch careers you switch industries and hustle through it and then you'll be back at it
0: reinvent
1: yourself reinvent yes
0: <laughs> all right folks thank you for listening we will see you next time on a fresh episode where we'll talk some shizzle and a little bizzle. bye guys well, hey there, that was fun. I love how much mind blowing and mind opening chisel our guests bring to us with every episode. We hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast player so that you don't miss a beat of the Talking Chisel podcast. And if you're listening on Apple, be sure to let us know what you thought and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from our listeners so that we can bring you all the good, juicy business growth shizzle that you would like to hear about. Get in touch with us and follow along at creativeshizzle.com or email us at podcast at creativeshizzle.com. Until next time, keep making your shizzle happen.